0: Here we sit on a Thanksgiving Sunday morning wondering at some level what it is we're supposed to think. I mean, every week we're praying about the crisis in the Ukraine, which is a world crisis. Why would anyone attack the power grid of a vast nation and cripple the infrastructure that will keep people warm this winter? That's confusing, it's threatening. We pray for those who are affected by the latest tsunami and the latest hurricane. We're worried about North Korea. All these things pile on top of each other and get to be oppressive in a hurry. Now some of us are in a sweet spot in life and gratitude is easy to come by. Others are experiencing tragedy or trial, and they find it hard to be grateful. All of us live in a world that is broken, filled with violence and pain. And somehow, in the midst of the chaos, we are called to be people who reflect the glory of God. And if Paul is right, then I think he is, to rejoice in the Lord always. At times, it can seem like a tall order. And yet, I'm finding some hints in Scripture that help me. This is 1 Peter 1, beginning in the 17th verse. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. Verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have a sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the Lord endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It seems strange to me that Peter tells us to live like foreigners and reminds us that we are like grass, like wild flowers who don't live very long and are gone before we know it. At first blush, this don't live very long and are gone before we know it, don't, that doesn't feel very encouraging. When I told my father this week the passage of scripture I was working on, he asked me if I was trying to convince the congregation that we're all going to die soon, and it sounded kind of depressing to him. But if you listen carefully to what Peter's saying, you can hear that he's talking about attachment to this world. Don't get so rooted to this place that you forget that you're citizens of eternity, We weren't redeemed with earthly resources. You were saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You weren't planted here to live here forever. This place is simply the apartment you rent until you've saved enough money to buy the house you're looking for. It's a temporary kind of thing. Our lives here are temporary, but there is more planned for us. We know that this is true because Peter reminds us that we were planted using imperishable seed. Seed that will not perish. We will grow here. We will flourish here. But one day we will be transplanted to a new eternal field where we will live with the Father forever. And this promise is trustworthy because the word of the Lord never fails through all generations. So what are we to think? Are are we just here hanging on until we get to heaven? I don't think that's the whole message either. Our glory during our time on earth is fleeting but it is glorious nevertheless. Listen to Jesus as Matthew recorded him speaking. And why do you worry about clothes? This is Matthew 6:25. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor. They do not spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you? There's glory in who we are even now. The flowers of the field are clothed by God. The creation points to, reveals continually the glory of God. And even though the grass withers, even though the flowers fade In their day, they are glorious. And even here and now, we are destined for glory. Yes, there is a glorious eternal day coming. But because Christ has already entered our lives, there is opportunity for us to reflect his glory now, today. And each one of you is capable of that your value is greater than silver or gold did you hear that in the passage even if your days are numbered here your value is more than silver and gold you have the potential within you to be glorious because the seed of the gospel is in you And the seed of gospel wants to burst out of you to reflect the glory of God. Think of it. You, me, each of us can be bearers of the glory of God. Not someday, today, right now. And that is a reason to be grateful. God can use you to express his greatness. You say, well, how does that happen? How does that happen in me? It makes me ask the question, what are you doing to express the glory of God? Are you aware of the times that God is using you to express his glory? Some of you have great gifts of compassion. I have watched the way you care for others. I have seen your sensitivity I have noticed how you step forward to meet the needs of those around you. You are marvelous to behold when you allow God to use you in that way. Some of you are great teachers. I have seen how you embrace your students, young and old, gently leading, patiently instructing. You build up your students and they feel valued and treasured. You are marvelous to behold when you allow God to use you that way. Some of you have have endured great trials and perseverance with faith. You have been tested and come through the fire. You encourage others the way you give glory to God for your deliverance and when you empathize with others who are still going through great trials, you are marvelous to behold when you allow God to use you that way. Some of you simply have not reached your stride yet You are still looking forward to the day when you blossom into full bloom. It may be that today you're still in the fire. It may be that you are still distracted by the circumstances around you. It may be that for now, selfishness clings to you and is keeping you from reflecting the glory of God or just for now. But you were created with the capacity to be glorious both in this life and the next. Before I begin to speak, you saw the video of Nancy's cousin Jerry Rosser playing the piano. You saw her playing. Jerry is one of the best musicians I know. She's been playing the piano since she was little. She's practiced and studied for more than 50 years. She is a gifted songwriter. who has worked diligently to hone her craft. She holds various musical degrees including a doctorate from Ohio State in music theory and piano pedagogy and she is a Christian leader. And I wonder if you know the scriptures and you recognize that we are all simply grass and our time on earth is short, I wonder if you know we're going to live as foreigners on strangers on the earth, why someone like that bothers working that hard? I mean, why do you put in all those hours of practicing if you're just hanging on waiting to go to heaven? Why do you work so hard to hone your craft, to, to give glory to God through your music and to lead the church in worship and do all those things? Why spend 50 or 60 years perfecting your art if you aren't going to be able to enjoy it forever, if your time is short and you don't have any control over the future? And the answer is because there's the potential for glorious greatness in each of us. Even if we don't get to exercise that greatness, that glorious forever in this place, we can still fan into flame the gifts that were given to us so that God may be glorified in the time that we're given here and that the world may be blessed by the work of God through us. That's what this is about. It's about blessing others around us to the work of God in us. And we've got to cooperate with that transforming grace of God so that we can attain the full measure of the glory of God in us now while we are in this limited place. And that, my friends, is worth it. And when you remember that, when you cooperate with the grace of God, He is able to use your life to be a positive influence for good that will make a huge difference in the life of others. And that's incredibly good news for us. You can actually become, the scriptures teach us, co-laborers with Christ here and now. Think about that. You know, when guys get together, after they talk about the Red Sox, the next question they always ask when they're getting to know each other is, well, what do you do, right? What do you do? Well, yeah, I work in this machine shop, or I sell automobiles, or I, I pastor this church, or I do that. Or, uh, because, you know, at least us guys, we tend to gain our identity through our employment, right? And some of us have jobs that have taken a lot longer to prepare for, like the guy who's going to replace your knee. You want him to have spent a long time preparing his craft. Others of us, not as much time. Um, but can you imagine how different we would be, at least us gentlemen, if when someone asked us, Well, what do you do? the first thought that came into your mind was, Well, I've cooperated with the grace of the Holy Spirit, and now I am a co-laborer with Christ. That that my identity is all tied up in the fact that Christ gave himself to love this world and by the power of the Holy Spirit living in me, I also will lay down my life to love this world. And that is glorious. That's amazing that we can actually co-labor with Christ. Now, you would feel nervous if you were headed into the operating room and the brain surgeon said, you know, uh, Dan Whitney, I could use your assistance in this surgery today. Would you mind scrubbing in and helping me? There's some some real little vessels I'd like you to hold. You would get nervous because you know, you know, I have no business in any operating room. And can I tell you something? You have no business being a co-laborer of Jesus Christ. However, the Holy Spirit makes you able and if you will cooperate with the grace of God if you will humble yourself before him and say Lord help me by your spirit you can team up with Christ and it will be glorious it will be amazing maybe just for a short time while you're on the earth But friends, it's so discouraging to see gifted Christians who rather than stepping in to see the work the Spirit wants to do through their lives have huddled themselves away from the terror and pain and violence of the world and said, I'm just going to hang on for heaven. Why trade in the opportunity to reflect the glory of God for hiding in a foxhole? This is what John wrote, 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, we are God's children now. Beloved, we are God's children now. Yet what we will be has not yet been revealed. We do know this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. As exciting as it can be to be a co laborer of Jesus Christ now. As exciting as it can be to reflect the glory of God now. As exciting as it can be to cooperate with his grace and see what he will do because of your commitment to him. As glorious as that is, it doesn't even compare to the glory that we will one day see. Even though we're children of God now, we are headed to some place. And that some place, well, you and I, we don't have words. We have no idea how grand it will be. But we know the one who's created the place, Right? And we know of his infinite majesty, of his sovereignty, of all the attributes of the one who's preparing for us. And so we know it will blow our minds away. This morning, I would encourage you to step in, open your heart to the spirit and invite him to enable you to be a co-laborer of his, to his glory. When I was a kid, we used to sing a little song, Bible school and Sunday school. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Right, did you sing that? Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine. It, the glorious seed of the gospel in us, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, that which makes it possible for us to be co laborers of Jesus Christ, to be glorious, even if it's just for a minute, to reflect His glory, to give Him thanks for the opportunity to be a co-laborer with him. We're gonna sing a song in closing. And um, it's a song of thanksgiving. And we ask, Lord, that um, he will show us, as we sing this, what it means to open ourselves to him, to be used by him, to reflect his glory in the time that's given to us. Lord Jesus, help us as we sing. Speak your truth in our hearts. If there are ways where we have hindered or hampered your grace in our life, forgive us and set us free of those things that we might be used by you to reflect your glory now and always. Amen. Let's stand together and sing together.
1: we praise thee O god our redeemed creator in grateful devotion our tribute we bring we lay it before thee we kneel and adore thee we bless thy holy name let praises we sing worship thee, God of our fathers, we bless thee. Through life, storm, and tempest, our guide thou hast been. When perils overtake us, thou wilt not forsake us. And with thy help, O Lord, life's battles we win. I in our praises we offer, and glad we are songs of true worship we raise. Thy strong arm will guide us, our God is beside us to thee, our great redeemer forever. Be praise amen.
0: May you shine like stars in the night sky, reflecting the glory of the one and only Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory in your lives, in the church, through all generations. Amen. Amen. Bless you.